Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend Jon Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear. On today's I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, we are still talking, still hyped, still Dre, still breaking down possibly the greatest Super Bowl performance of all time, the halftime of the Super Bowl. And uh, we discuss if Snoop Dogg is the coolest person in the world. Plus... He's back. The young shooter, Dean Collins, a.k.a. Deuce Pacino, is in the house. All that morning, brand new, banging, fully loaded, museum quality, I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast coming up right now. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Start this puppy off with something real nice. Start this puppy off with something real loud. But most importantly, start this motherfucking I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast off with something real fun. This, this is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Uh, let's go. I want to thank True Bill for supporting the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. From forgotten free trials to automatic renewals, True Bill is your secret weapon to save you money on subscriptions you do not need. Go right now to truebill.com slash champ. It could save you thousands a year. Nobody likes being billed. They try to sneak it past you all the time. Go to truebill.com slash champ. It could save you thousands a year. Thanks to Pretty Litter for supporting the I Am Rappaport Stereo 
podcast. Unlike traditional litter, pretty litter, super light crystals, trap odor, and release moisture. Get the world's smartest litter without leaving home. Get 20% off your first order by visiting prettylitter.com and use the promo code RAPPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. The young shooter has his gorgeous cat, Pablo. His cat is going nuts over Pretty Litter. Higgity have no fear. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. The name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Man Dingo, a.k.a. the Sultan of Sniff, a.k.a. Mr. Go Fuck Yourself, a.k.a. Mr. 212, a.k.a. the Gringo Man Dingo, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi, a.k.a. the White Chocolate Tito. You are now rocking with the, with the very best third sniff of the opening. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Welcome. Welcome to the Iggy Iron Dome of Disruption, the Ziggity, the Ziggity Zone of Disruption. It's the world's most disruptive podcast and uh, very lucky, very lucky to have a uh, special guest today. A uh, special guest is back uh, with me. Uh, well, who am I kidding? It's, there's nothing special about having him on here, but he is a staple of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Uh, some would call him the uh, unofficial, official, unofficial guest co-host. They call him the young shooter. Uh, we call him Deuce Collins or Deuce Pacino. Welcome, Dean Collins, to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. How are you, my friend? Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. I, you know, yeah, when you were saying special guest, I was thinking, you know, I'm not really a special guest. Like, listeners are going to listen and be like, ooh, who's the special guest today? Is it Will Smith? Is it The Rock? And then, you know, you say special guest, Dean Collins. It's kind of like, it's disappointing. I wouldn't I wouldn't preface it by saying special guest. And for the people who've never heard the podcast, they're like, who the that, fuck that is that? nothing. That literally, that could be like your your cousin-in-law is like on the podcast. I mean, who cares? But the but people that happy. do listen, they know the young shooter, a.k.a. Deuce Pacino, a.k.a. Deuce Collins, uh, is here. How are you, my friend? I'm flattered, man. I'm, I'm flattered to hear that. It's really nice. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Um, I just wanted to give you a little warning or just a heads up before we kind of dive in. I do have a Postmates order coming. So if I have to leave or whatever, I got to go open my door just because I got to I got to let the guy in. I have sushi. So, yo, I don't give a, you're not stopping recording the I am Rapport stereo podcast to answer the door, answer the phone, Postmates or sushi. I don't give a fuck about any of that you're talking about. Do do that oh, before. What do I want? What do I have to like? bring the mic to the door I mean, you gotta do something but you're not interrupting me interrupting the flow of the show why don't you do that on your own time it just timed out like i just i get i mean i'm having a late lunch it's two something now and it's coming i i can't i am doing it on my own time we just happen to be having a podcast right now right so that's not your own time so if your sushi's okay. tell your tell your well, postmate eat man I, I have to have lunch you know well what you mean? could tell I, Excuse me. You could tell your Postmates guy to leave your sushi outside your door and not interrupt the podcast, and you could do it now. Get all, get ahead of that now. Okay, I'll I'll see what I can do, but don't worry about that. How are you, man? How's how's everything with you? I'm good. Uh, I'm real good. Thank you for asking. 
Uh, had a great weekend in Palm Beach, Florida. Very nice down there in Palm Beach, Florida. Super duper chill. Did you? Did, was that like kind of a glimpse into what your retirement looks like for you? Straight up and down. Straight up and but down. But I feel like like your retirement isn't the same way that like DJ Khaled's retirement's going. Like he's out in Miami, just like jet skis, personal chef. I feel like your retirement consists of like being around other old Jews and uh, sunbathing out at fucking. Let me tell you something. Uh, when you go to the beach in Miami, you see beautiful people. Men, there's you. Women. When you go to the beach in Palm Beach, Lake Worth, you don't see beautiful people. You see the most ordinary, plain, um, flawed folk that you could imagine. And I like that. I, I, I got to be honest. Like, I was getting eyeballed left and right at the beaches in Palm Beach because I was like, I was kind of that dude out there. What? Because you were like you were like one of the people there, like melting skin, like they've been out in the sun too long. Like fifty two, being in average to below average shape out there. Yeah. Oh, you thrive out there. Oh, I'm like I was like uh, you know like Leonardo DiCaprio out there. I was like Jason Momoa on the beach. Yeah, googly eyes, you know, chit chatting and all that stuff, looking at me up and down and all that stuff. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You think I would get a compliment oh, out there? Well, now I, you you to... look like people's children's out there. Like I'm saying, it's Palm Beach is retirement shit. Miami Beach is party. Palm Beach is like you said, it's you go there for the for the second quarter. You go there for the second what, half of the what game. What do you mean I look like somebody's ch- I mean that that's kind of like a, an issue that I've been battling like kind of my whole life, but lately, I mean recently it's like you say I look like somebody's child. I'm I'm 31. I'm actually going to be 32 in May. When when do you think I kind of like develop into like a grown man. Well, what's like, going to happen like, with you, unfortunately, what's going to happen yeah. with you is that you're going to have this boyish good look for well, like a while. David Spade, Seth Green. No, like, but, is that but, my but, vibe? but you see people like David Spade, Seth Green, um, Mike Myers, not Mike Myers. Um, what's the other one? Um, he was just on with David Spade on Howard Stern, not Mike Myers. Dana Mike, Carvey. They all had that boyish look. And then yeah. what happens with that boyish look is one day, it just you fall off a cliff. It's like a right. great athlete. Like it's like one day that boyish look is going to be like he now looks like a boyish fifty four year old, and it just that's, it's just going to yeah. drop. Everything's that's what gonna, I'm wondering. I'm wondering is 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 there a glow up or is it like I just turn into Benjamin Button? Like is now it like you one turn of those, into like, you turn into David Spade now, and it's going to happen quick. Like you're going to wake up one morning, look in the mirror, and and be afraid of yourself. But I'm not going to be wearing Tony Hawk sweaters and fucking baseball hats and all that shit at, at that age. So maybe that's where it kind of gets weird. But I, I know I've been thinking about that a lot. It's like, it's sad. You put me next to like other 31-year-old pl- I mean, look, I mean, some of the people in the NBA are like, most of the people in the NBA are the fucking Lakers are like early 20s. And they look like, it's just sad, man. Anyway, it is sad. I love that you, um, it's always like you compare yourself to like, Brad Pitt, what, Matt Damon, and like the guys on the Lakers. There's nothing. No, it's just they're like there's nothing ahead. in common with you and anybody on the Lakers. Looks wise, physicality, anything. Shirt on, shirt off, jersey. They're just well, age. That was what I was comparing it to. Like yeah, just, but then the just numbers. do like like oh like there's guys that like you know have regular jobs and you know they have okay. Just, because when you say the Lakers, like we're like no, you don't have those kinds of shoulders. Well, I like to shoot for the stars, man. I don't have those shoulders. Not like Russell Westbrook shoulders. 
It's just because I'm really pale. You can't see it, but I feel like if I got bronze, like if I was out there in West Palm Beach, you'd be able to see those cuts. I, I want that Westbrook shoulders so fucking He's badly. got cool shoulders with Russell Westbrook. I know, man. You and I, we could be fucking working out for the next six months. Doesn't in the do best anything. shape of our lives. I did steroids we, in 95, 96. It did nothing did you? for me. Oh, it didn't. I never told you this. I didn't know that. Oh, it what did nothing it for? for me. It did absolutely. I was doing a movie, a, a bad movie, and I was working out, and I, I needed that extra, like, yeah. you know, that extra. They wanted me to be, like, you know, sort of cock diesel. Nothing. Never. And I was On doing, like, two, I did. It did nothing for me. It gave me, like, back knee. That's it. Back knee, people want you. To, yeah, who I was getting shot up in a, in, a, in a gym on the Lower East Side by a guy named Roberto, once to twice a week, giving me a shot in my ass. And where it, is Roberto now? Probably, who knows? I don't know where Roberto is. It'd be great to get Roberto on the podcast. Like, oh, can you remember the times, Roberto, when you were shooting me up in the ass? Would you? T-? And he didn't speak any English. He was poor. Who knows what he was shooting me up with? I don't even know. I was going in there. It was, t- but nonetheless, it did nothing for me. And then I got to a right. point where I was shooting myself up in the ass. It, it, it wasn't good. I wonder if he's still fucking putting needles in, in men's asses to, the, to this day. But who? And how are you feeling, Roberto? Roberto? Yeah, I'm just wondering what he's up to. Because I, I mean, if you could give him my number, that'd be great. I, I mean, I, I'd consider it. But would you do a cycle? Your, uh, oh, yeah, is that what they call it? Cycling, right? They call it. Yeah. Ask Jake Paul. About just like- Ask Jake Paul if he knows what a cycle is. He'll tell. Oh yeah. Did you hear that Logan Paul is complaining that Floyd Mayweather? Uh, he hasn't got. Gotten- I saw that. I'm so glad. I am so glad that Logan Paul. He shouldn't be paid for that fight. What What did he say exactly? What was it? He said that Floyd Mayweather or the promoters have not paid him for the Floyd Mayweather fight. And I say good because you guys made good. us pay for that bullshit. Good. And you, you Go said sell it, your fucking. And you said it was. You said it was a bank robbery. Remember Logan Paul and Jake Paul? Like, yo, it's a bank robbery. Like saying, like, yo, this is easy money. Well, yeah, you got yep. you got you got robbed by another bank robber. So you want to like yep. shice people and you want to belittle us for spending our fifty nine dollars? Well, now you got fucked, and now you're suing yeah. him. So it's just good. Yeah, you got robbed at your own fucking show. Go go sell some Pokemon cards. You, you'll make up for it with the Pokemon cards. You'll be all right, buddy. Right, but, right. Because you, you're hustling us, and uh, you know everybody's getting hustled. And uh, uh, so I thought that was that was great. Um, but what were you saying? Shoot, you, I, you got a nice haircut too, huh? Thanks, man. Oh, I needed it, man. Just because you know what? It's tough because for some reason I listen to my mom when she tells me like your hair looks great. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. But then I really like, I look in the mirror later on when I'm not with her and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's, it's, it started to become like a bowl. It started. To yeah, get you fluffy. don't look good with the droop. No, when when too, you droop down, cause your, your mom like, likes that British shit. Your father's British, like your droop look, you look, it's not good. You look like shit. It droops you down. You look good when you have the shorter haircut right now. You got like, it's kind of pumped up, short on the sides. But when you droop down, like you look at John Mayer, who, why is John Mayer so still famous? He had one. He's famous, man. For what though? I mean, he's, well, he's, uh, can you name one John Mayer song? Yeah, I mean, the the, I'm not a big fan of his music, but apparently he's like one of the greatest guitar players ever. On the fucking planet. Uh, apparently, you don't even have to like his music, but he's an incredible like blues guitar player. I don't fucking know, but I, I, he's I very heard that too. But like, I'm just like, the only reason why he's famous is because he's a white, good-looking guy. 
I, I get. I mean, he's got a lot of talent. He's funny. He's he's good looking. He can, you know, he's his musical ability. I mean, he kind of does have the full package. I think that we're just probably jealous of the fact that he has all those things because it's like with us, you got to just pick one. It's not intellect and comedy. It's like and good looks. No. I mean, that guy's got everything. Well, he had it. I saw him sitting down with Andy Cohen the other day. He looked like shit. But like you put his hair on on our head. And like we look like fucking dog shit, but he looks great. What's no, up with that? No, I'm jeans? telling you, he he had that droop look where everything yeah. is hanging down, and when you when you cut up, then it's kind of like oh, you're going up because he's getting older. Don't worry Johnny. about his look; it's it's fucking working out for him. Okay, I, I'm not worried not about his look. I'm worried about your look and your mom lying to you and telling you that your hair looked good the other day. And I'm glad you got it chopped. And and I I, and, and I'm going to call your mother and, and I'm going to ask her to stop bullshitting you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. But I did take in the infamous uh, Brad Pitt photo to my hairdresser. Because I do it every time. I always do it. Because they really need to see. I'm not good at explaining what I want. I just say, this is what, I'm, this is what I want. That, but haven't, you, haven't you brought that to the guy over and over and over? And he's never made you look like Brad Pitt once. No, he's never made me. That's why I try different, I try different hairdressers. I do a lot of walk-ins. I, I, I figure, you know, it's kind of like the lottery like maybe this one will pop maybe this girl will be able to really make me look like brad pitt and, and inevitably it doesn't happen but i did take it in and i think she got pretty close um to making you look like brad pitt well when you put it like that i mean not necessarily making me look like brad pitt but i mean you know some people have said that what what have they said i i, I didn't say it it's just what have they said they just said you, say they you said kind what? of they, say they what? said you sort of look like Brad Pitt, not today, but like in his prime. No, no one's ever said you, you that. You don't see that. Do you ever like look in the mirror and like, are you saying that to yourself? Like, <laughs> is that a real thing? Because I know you pretty good, but like when you're alone, you come out of a shower and yeah. you're getting ready for a date. You know, you just yes. had, a, you just had a, a great time with one of your ladies in New York. Like w w when you're primping and propping and getting ready, are you like... Doing lines from Fight Club, like to yourself. I have affirmations. No, I don't have any lines from Fight Club, but um, no, I do have affirmations. It's just like yeah, what? I, I, that's just stuff that I keep to myself. But, but it's what just, lines you know, are they? Are like Jake Gyllenhaal quotes? No, like, it's just you are beautiful. You are attractive. You are such a good-looking guy. You really are like Brad Pitt in his prime. Don't let people like Michael tell you that you're not. Um, these are just a couple things I say when I get out of the shower, but are you, are you clothed? No, I'm full butt ass naked for sure. And, and I you're sleep saying in the this too. to yourself full butt ass naked. Yeah. And I do it when I, when I, before I go to sleep too, I, I, I have that picture near my bed, like what his hair looks like. It kind of like a shrine. It's turned into a shrine in a way, but I sleep in the nude too, but forget all that. How, how was your, uh, how was your Super Bowl? Okay. Well, because I just wanted to transition into okay, that. I, okay. I don't want to talk about the affirmations West Palm anymore. was great. Super Bowl was great. Traveling is never my favorite thing. Planes, trains, automobiles. Like, I didn't even ask you this. After the yeah. Tacoma trip, I didn't hear from you for like two or three days. How much did being in New York, watching the Wendy, I'm doing the Wendy Williams show, going to Tacoma, Tacoma to L.A., uh, being in a, in a hotel with me for two nights, three nights in Tacoma, how much did the whole thing take a toll on you? What was the toll that it took on you? It's taxing. It's gotten worse with age, too. But, I mean, it's really like you, you know, and it's not an insult. It's just the kind of person that you are. But it's like you have become that friend. You know, everyone's got that friend, 
right? <laughs> Everyone's got that friend where you're like, I can take them in small doses. After two hours, I'm done. I need to go home. I need to decompress. I'm cool if I don't see that person for six months. Everyone's got that friend. And it's not a diss to that friend. They could be a great person. You're a great person. You're funny. Everyone loves you. But when you're in a room with you and the coughing and the snorting and the ranting and just everything, honestly, just fucking everything under the sun. It, it does take a toll, not not just mentally, but it takes a toll on your body, like it, it on your physical. I, I started. I was eating more. I was like emotionally Fuck eating. You. Fuck you. It's you. not a bad thing. No, it's, the eating has nothing to do with me. You fuck. You trying to have put these friends, man, motherfucker. Listen, I was with you until you started pay, the eating more. That's not my fault. I don't know what that is. Because I don't eat bad when I'm with you. I I know. There was a green room in the Tacoma. It was a candy store. The Tacoma green room at the Tacoma shows was literally like they had a chest. It was was a coffee table and, and it was a glass coffee table. And it was one of these glass coffee tables you could open up. And without opening up, you could see underneath the glass Reese's Pieces, m ms Beef jerkies, um, what else? Skittles, fucking every everything. It was like a screening room. It was just like a fucking gold mine, and I was eating all of it. You weren't. So don't but put don't that on me, fuck. I, I don't know why. I'm like I'm eating better ever since I've been away from you. But when I'm with you, I'm like, it, I think it's like it's something that I'm I'm using it to cope with being around you. Fuck. Does that make you. sense? Fuck you. I'm in there eating apples and shit. You're stuffing your face with. There was there was like a it was not Mike and Ike's it was what was it something else you what were was eating? that shit I was eating fucking everything man it but was you so you good. didn't just have one like I came off stage there was like three beef jerkies yeah you don't gotta fucking throw me into the bus I'm very aware of what but, the but trash can like before I went on stage it was like it was like I mean candies I hadn't seen since my children were young like even my young yeah. children don't eat that shit anymore I understand it's a, it's a fucking problem I was actually talking to my family about potentially going to rehab not for drugs but for actual sugar addiction I don't know if you have any friends that have gone for sugar addiction but I, I mean, can you imagine if I went to fucking rehab for sugar addiction I mean that would be so pathetic I'm like walking in with my fucking like suitcase and they're like have to talk to a therapist that would be so fucking embarrassing because I, I don't it's think like you're you not going to, to rehab for anything fucking cool. You don't need to do that. You're too vain to have to do that because you you could get it under control. I just don't I mean, appreciate. I, I understand being around me, the hotel room, and the snorting and the coughing and just the, the sort of disposition. Yep. Which I must say, I must compliment myself. My disposition has gotten so much better in the last two or three years. Admit that. It has. It it definitely has. It's just you don't want to catch you on a bad day. I mean, if you catch you on a bad day, it's like. I want to be in another fucking country. I want to be so far away from you when you're having a bad day. Because it, it reflects poorly on me. Because then the people associate me with you, and I want to be so f- fucking far away from you. But Oh, go stuff, your, fu- go no, f- stuff I, uh, your face with a Snickers. Go fuck yourself, man. All right, fuck you, Go man. fuck yourself. Go stuff your fucking face with two Snicker bars, okay? Right up your fucking... Don't you fucking put that on me, I man. put it on you. You told me, oh, bad days. I just said I've gotten way better, and you're like, oh, bad days. You, you couldn't just go with... <laughs> Everyone's got a bad day, man. Everyone has bad days. I am Rappaport Podcast. Listen, I'm not a cat person, but I love the young shooter, a.k.a. Big Mac's cat, okay? Because the last time I went over there, his house smelled 
Like there was no cat there. There were no stink bombs, okay? There was nothing. The young shooter has been using Pretty Litter and what a difference it has made. Pretty Litter is kitty litter reinvented. Unlike traditional litter, Pretty Litter's super light crystals trap odor and release moisture, releasing dry, low-maintenance litter that doesn't smell. Thank goodness. You don't want your crib smelling like cat doo-doo. Pretty Litter arrives safely at your door in a small, lightweight bag that lasts up to a month. Now that the shooter's getting litter bags auto-shipped, the shooter does not have to deal with last-minute trips to the store, and the shipping is free. Get the world's most smartest Litter without leaving home by visiting prettylitter.com. Use the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, for 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code RAPAPORT, for 20% off prettylitter.com, promo code RAPAPORT. On this very podcast, I have talked at length about how hard it is to cut the cord on these streaming subscriptions, these online subscriptions. They're trying to screw you left, right, and center. If you're suffering from way too many subscriptions, there is a way out and you do not even have to talk to anybody. Let Truebill do the work and set you free. Save you money, save you time, save you hassle, save you stress. Let Truebill do the work. Average users save $720 a year using Truebill. I have already saved $436 myself. My wife saved $222 so far. We just started using the Truebill app. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you do not need, do not want, or simply forgot about. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, $9 here, $4 there. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. 2 million users and has saved them over $100 million. I'm telling you, I already use it. I love it. Like Truebill users, Matthew B., who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on car insurance. Personally, I am telling you, I can't stand when they bill you. You don't see them coming. You don't know where they're coming from robbing you and ripping you off. Do not fall for these subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash champ. Truebill.com slash champ. I don't promote it if I don't use it. I do not promote it if I do not use it. Go to truebill.com slash champ. It could save you literally thousands of dollars a year. Anyway. So where are you going next on the tour? What's, what's up next? I'm going to Boston this weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I'll be in Boston the 17th, 18th, and 19th. And then one show in Manchester, Connecticut at the Funny Bone in Manchester, Connecticut. I guess it's near Hartford, Connecticut. And then the following week, I'm in Buffalo. Damn. Um, the 24th, 25th, 26th of Buffalo. And then the week after that, I'm in Pittsburgh, March 4th and March 5th, and then so on and so forth. Um... I know I need to add a couple of dates. Irvine, people have asked me about Irvine, but everything is up uh, on my site, michaelrapportcomedy.com. Then it's Austin, and it's it's busy. It's fucking busy. You're that fucking rock star. I mean, you I you're talking about busy. I think you might be the one of the most busy guys in show business. I mean, you're doing all these shows. People don't realize how much you fucking do. I mean, or they do, but you're doing all these shows. You did Wendy, and right after we're coming Wendy, back you, on Wendy the twenty eighth. Damn, and you got murders, only murders in the building, right? Yep. And 
We got the Amy when you Schumer coming back show. on tour. You ready to come back on tour? Oh, I'm ready to come back on tour. I'm totally ready. I've had. So I think with there's all been that enough space. insult and all that stuff you threw at me. No, you, this you is are, constructive. I don't even think it's insulting. I mean, it's just I constructive. Thought it was an insult. Oh, I am sorry if if you took it as an insult. That wasn't the way that I meant it to be. In it was I, I exactly the way you meant it to be. Well, maybe it just came out wrong. I don't know why. Maybe I just said it weird. I, I don't know. Maybe. Nah, I'll just nah, I'll work on the way nah, I'm saying it, I guess. Nah, no. Nah. Anyway, MichaelRapportComedy.com. Okay. Come see me in Boston this weekend and then Sunday, one night, one show in Manchester, Connecticut at the Funny Bone in Hartford, which I don't understand. I'm performing in Manchester. It's probably like a town over. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm, you know, all tickets, all information is available at MichaelRapportComedy.com. I will tell you this. When you were here in New York last time, it was post-snow. Today yeah. was brick cold. Really? Yo. It was the first day that I was like, fuck this shit. Like, it was, I had on the thermals. I had on yeah, the motherfucking. Yeah, I'm not down with that. Yo, it was banging on me. Banging on me. I was like, wow. But it, it's going to apparently get, um, well, you know, warm up 50 out here is like oh. a sunny day. Yeah, that's fucked, man. L.A. has had like a heat wave. It's been beach weather. Super Bowl Sunday, I went to a party. It was all outdoors, cornhole and beer pong and beautiful sunny weather. It's been so fucking nice out here in Los Angeles, I have to tell you. So what was your Super Bowl like? I went to a party. I, I was at this girl's house um, with a bunch of people, with a bunch of friends. We were just beer pong, People you cornhole. know? People I know. Some what, what, is, I don't know. what is cornhole? You're, what is that? It's like you throw the like the hacky sack into the hole. It's like the board with the hole. It's it's fun. It's just like drinking games and shit. But is it was that a cool. fun game? Yeah, it's cool. I mean, you know, you've had a couple. How, how long did drink. you play cornhole? Because I think you mentioned it three times. Like you were very excited about playing. Cornhole. Yeah, I played beer. I played beer pong more uh, than cornhole, but it was fun. I had a great time. Um, are you? What, are you? A, do you consider yourself a good cornhole player? No, I suck at it, man. I fucking suck. But I, I put my name uh, on the board for some betting shit, some gambling shit. I ended up Venmoing some girl forty bucks for you know the squares. Everyone does those squares. Yes, yes, the Super Bowl yeah, squares. I, I fucking lost all that shit. Um, so did you watch the game? I watched the game. I mean, I was kind of like fucking around with everybody, like right. You're playing cornhole. You're, yeah, you're watching the game. We're doing shit, but I watched the game. It was great. It was it was like the best Super Bowl halftime performance I've seen in God knows how long. I mean, yo, yo do you know? Like, for I was thinking about you know, it's it's always easy to say this was the best, and obviously this was the most different. It was so hip hop, and it was such a big monumental day for hip hop. And like I've said, yeah. you know, it's like the Biggie Smalls lyric: "You never thought that hip hop could take it this far." I mean, it was kind of surreal when Dr. Dre. Was up there and Snoop, oh. and and he's crip walking and they're throwing up gangsters and Sno let's yo we've talked about Snoop on the podcast, Uncle. yo, out of all those people, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Fifty Cent, all the celebrities there, I think Snoop Dogg might be the single coolest motherfucker out of every person that was in that building. A hundred percent. And not just his persona that you see on TV. Like, regardless regardless if you and I have met this guy before. Like, yes, he looks like the coolest motherfucker on that stage. But in person, like, when you actually get to know the guy and, like, just how – he is so fucking cool off camera. I mean, he's that guy. He's just fucking man of the people. He truly is that guy. I mean, we, we've talked about it before. How many times have you met Snoop Doggy Dog, Unk? 
I probably met him four, four or five times, maybe. I've taken three different photos with him. And he's like, you know how you could tell that Snoop is fucking cool? Uh, we, we've talked about this. He's nice to everybody that comes in front of him. Yeah. I can't and imagine. We, Just I mean, the amount of people that fucking must come over and be like, can you hit my joint? Can we smoke together? Can we take a photo? I mean, that is like, it's like meeting the president. I mean, he's like the president wherever there, he goes. He's so recognizable. Like, I'm famous. I get harangued and, and asked for do things. Like, Snoop Dogg can't walk down the street. No. Not, not like, a fucking chance. He can't, like, you know, when I'm walking in the streets in New York, like, I, you know, it's busy. People talk. But can you imagine Snoop Dogg walking around in New York? It would stop traffic. And, like, he just seems like he's nice to everybody. You don't really hear, like, stories of him being a fucking asshole. He just seems like he takes pictures with everybody. He, I don't know. I, I love that dude. I mean, it, tell the right. story. Tell the story once again when we were with him. Um, at the Netflix, it was a Netflix event. It was some anniversary. First of all, I'll tell this part. I mean, there was yeah, every it. comedian was there. Jerry Seinfeld was there. Um, who, who was at that event? Uh, God, everybody uh, was at that fucking event. Literally everybody. Uh, everybody. And the person that everybody was most excited to see was Snoop Dogg. Yep. And at one point, me, the young shooter, and Snoop Dogg, nobody else yeah. No assistant, no security, no nothing. At one point, me, the shooter, and Snoop, because usually there's always somebody filming something. There's always security. There's always yep. at least one person around. Me, the young shooter, and Snoop Doggy Dog were in a dressing room getting ready to do this thing uh, that me and Snoop presented together for this Netflix something or other. And I was even bugging, and I've known this dude for 30 fucking yeah. years. I was bugging because I was like, yo, we're in here. Just It's just the three of us with Snoop Dogg. So, but at one point I was like, yo, I mean, he's just such a, I mean, I've always felt a kinship with him because we're from, we're same age, same interest. You know, he's a great storyteller. He's also a, a great listener. He, he doesn't need to be the center of attention. Like he'll ask you questions. He'll ask you what you think. Um, you know, he could talk about sports, talk about basketball. Like he, he'll just... You know, he'll break down shit. He'll just go into a Tupac story, like, out of nowhere, but not presumptuous. But we were smoking backstage, and what happened with you and him with the weed? I think I asked him, I was like, yo, Snoop, what? I was like, are you more of a sativa guy or an indica guy? I think I knew he was an indica guy. I mean, but I just asked it just to, like, make conversation. He was like, he was like, oh, I'm definitely an indica guy and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was like what, do you, what do you, what did I say? I was like, what are you smoking on? Yeah, you said, like, what are you smoking on? I said, what are you smoking on? He said, you know what, Dean? Just because you asked. And he opens up this like Louis Vuitton pouch that he has like wrapped around his neck. And he brings up this like this blunt with a glass filter all packaged up. Like it was his personal stash that he was reaching into. Like you, he looked at me and he goes, he said it was his personal stash. And he goes, I'm smoking on that bubble gum. And I was like, bubblegum? He was like, yeah, I'm an indica guy. And he goes, you know what, Dean? He goes, here. And he hands me this. He opens up the fucking wrapper. He hands me the blunt, the glass filter, like VIP status, exclusive Snoop Dogg blunt. And he goes, you smoke that and let me know how you like it. And I was like, damn. He lit it up for me. I'm walking around this event with all these celebrities looking at me like, who the fuck is this guy walking around the whole event with his blunt? And I, I just felt so cool. I still have the blunt in a glass case. I'm going to get it framed. I'm going to put 
me and Snoop, the photo that we have together, because there's a photo from that night of me and him smoking the blunt together. And it was just one of the most iconic moments. Like, I had smoked from Snoop's personal stash. He likes bubble gum. I don't even know that I should be giving this information away to people because it was such an intimate moment. But, but, but you know what was so cool is that he did say your name twice. Yeah, he did. You know what, Dean? And then, and then you, and then another time we met which him, is, you were which like, "Which is just the reason why I'm pointing that out because for normal people it might not be a big thing, but with Snoop, you're like, there's so much going on with him. There's yeah, so many people knows my at name. him and all that stuff. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's just a sweet, nice, loving dude. That's what me and my wife, because we were watching, we're like, yo, he's just a loving fucking dude. Like, yeah. And he has this unusual quality of." Being Snoop Dogg, but he's also aware that he's Snoop Dogg. And he's also like, when Still Dre came back on and like it cuts back to Snoop Dogg and he starts sort of like he smiles. Yeah. It's kind of like he understands the joke of how bugged out it is that Snoop Dogg is up there in the Super Bowl. Like he just could appreciate the moment and could appreciate how special it is all the same time being... Just, I hate to overuse this word, but cool as fuck. Yeah. And, you know, they just killed it. It was such a, you know, Mary J killed it. She was so, like, you know, dramatic the way she always is. And, you know, she was dancing and Dre was, you know, and, uh, you know, just, you know, him up there and, like, him orchestrating the whole thing and Eminem killing Lose Yourself and Kendrick Lamar, like, did his whole shit. Like, it was... It was incredible, and Dre's playing on the on the on the fucking piano, and it, it was really, really, really good. And you know, you think about like some of the other half times, like for me, like I would say, like Prince performing. It's hard to beat Prince, and then he was performing in the rain, singing "Purple Rain." Yeah. You know, Michael Jackson, of course, but it, it, at that point, Michael Jackson was to me a freak. Madonna <laughs> was trash. Jennifer Lopez and them last year were ridiculous. The weekend was great, but like I don't see how anything could be as cumulatively entertaining as that was. Of course, like Lady Gaga was a big show, but it's like, you know, you hear about these people being stressed out and overwhelmed and freaked out. I guarantee you, Snoop, Dre, Eminem, Kendrick, and Mary, probably Mary was probably the most stressed out because she's got dancers and yeah, shit. Yeah, she had a choreographed shit. But they looked like they all had so much fun together. It didn't look they, like this was exactly. this. Exactly. It, it, it looked like they a, were all just there having fun and appreciating where they're at in their careers. And, I mean, look at the fucking music they've these guys have, like, left behind for everybody. I mean, you just listen to these songs and, like, God damn. I mean, but seeing all of them up there was so legendary. I was so excited to see that to see that halftime performance. And they absolutely killed it. Killed it, and you're right. What you said, fun. They all looked like they had a great time. They didn't look like they were overwhelmed. They didn't like, and you can you imagine the rehearsals? How how much fun they oh would have? Like God. these guys have been through so much shit together. Snoop and Dre alone, and Snoop, Dre, Eminem, oh and Fifty God. Cent. Like they've been through so much shit in their lives, in their careers, and you know, fucking Fifty Cent's been shot, and he's a mogul. Dre and Snoop, you know, the chronic and how they met in deep cover and then all the death row music and all the Suge Knight and the, the beefs and the Tupac getting shot and the Biggie getting shot and the stories that we don't even know about. Like, the, just the chaos. And then they're up there as 50-year-old men destroying this shit. Absolutely it was just destroying. awesome. 
I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall at that sound check. Or just can you I imagine mean, the rehearsals? They must have been. They must have had so much fun in the weed and all that shit, just chilling. And you know, Dr. Dre's a fucking billionaire. He's a they billionaire. Should fucking, they should do a tour like that. That would be incredible. I mean, that was kind of like a taste of Coachella when I saw Dre and Snoop, and I don't think Eminem was there, but they should fucking. I mean, I would totally see. I mean, that would you be so saw sick. Dre and Snoop when they had the um the Tupac um, the hologram. The two That's dope. I, I was there for that. That was that was incredible. That Did people show, freak out with that? It, it was insane. But I mean, Dr. Dre was just hearing Still Dre and all those songs. I mean, it was fucking. You know that Jay Z wrote Still Dre, right? Really? Jay Z wrote all the. He wrote his lyrics and he wrote the um the chorus. He didn't Whoa. write Snoop's lyrics, but but he had him write it. Damn, I didn't know that. That's crazy. And apparently, there's a a demo version with Jay Z. Oh, I would, we got to find that. That's how, I mean, that's got to be out there. But he wrote that. He, you know, it's the DRE. Didn't think, you know, and the, the chorus, the, the piano is Scott Storch. Remember we were at Scott Storch's, and he was doing that piano for us? I was tripping out off of that. I mean, I have that on video too, of you just like bugging out with all that shit. That was crazy. But... Yeah, it was. It was. Did, was your crew that you were with? Uh, were they tripping out off the uh, halftime? Oh yeah. Oh, every everybody was. We were all just fucking singing and dancing, and I mean, it was. Everyone was just tripping out. I mean, it was an incredible halftime performance. I don't yeah, think we'll see anything like that in a long time. I don't think either. And you, there's so much like, you know, the conservatives are like, oh, dude, it's it's reported. You see on video that Snoop Dogg was smoking weed uh, before the. First of all. <laughs> First of all, duh. Second of all, it's legal in California. Third of all, duh. He, yeah. He, like, like he, they act like they're... Like they're fucking he, discovering something here. I mean, I just want to know why 50 was upside down like a fucking bat over there. I don't know Because what in the doing. video, in the club video, oh, he was right, upside right. down. I hear you, but he's gained a little weight. It just Being upside down didn't do too many favors for the guy. because you know, It didn't do too many favors for him, but head. he did it. And I mean, that song is like a super banger. Of course. I, it was amazing. It was a really, really fun Super Bowl, actually. And and the Rams won, which was awesome. I should have put some some decent money on that game, but now, uh, are you aware of Odell Beckham and like his whole like his shenanigans on the sideline and him crying and him getting hurt? Are you like nothing? I, I, okay. I I'm not going to lie to you. I'm really not. You know nothing. Nothing. Okay. Because Odell Beckham, who was a big part of the Rams in the playoffs, but and you know like after the game. He was so over the top. He was so OD'd. And, you know, every camera and every video, he's just beside himself. And I'm like, take it the fuck. Like, everybody else, no one else is doing what you're doing. It, it, to me, it was just way, way, like, he should be nominated for Best Actor. Like, Why? He because he was... He was he was happy that they won the Super Bowl, so he was crying. But it's it, it's not that he was happy. It's just the crying and the. I think he thinks everything's about him. Yeah. Like you know, it, it, like the whole thing's about him, and he was just a part of this team, you know. And I can't remember if he came in week seven, week eight, week nine, and it's like he was a part of the team, and he had you know some good games, but it's not like the guys who really showed out during that game, and obviously he got hurt, and that sucked, but like. Uh, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald, and Von Miller. None of them are running around fucking making a big spectacle of themselves 
after the game. You have to know football to know. Like, I understand just, what you're saying. He sounds like the fucking Anne Hathaway or Lady Gaga of the team. It's like, you just take it down a notch. It's not all about you. It's a fucking, it's teamwork here. You, you're doing too analogy. much now. The Anne Great Hathaway, analogy. it's like. What's Anne Hathaway's deal? I don't know, but she's just, for some reason, she's just universally disliked. Like, you look up on Google, Anne Hathaway, and it, it, the first Google search comes up. is like, why does everybody hate Anne Hathaway? I don't know what it is. She's a good actress, but she's just something about her. I just, like, I cannot stand her. I don't know what it is. And I feel like a lot of people feel the same way about that. It's not just me. And Lady Gaga, it's like, you guys are just, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. You, you don't have to prove yourself. We get it. You're, you're, a, good a-, you're a great actress. Do less. No, and, and her, Lady Gaga, you're not a great actress. No, 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 no. I wasn't talking about her, but maybe Anne Hathaway. But did Lady you, Gaga, did, did you see that House of Gucci? I, I didn't see it. I've heard a lot of mixed things about it. I heard it's shit. I heard it's entertaining. I, uh, so I, I don't know. It's you know Jared Leto's. He's like doing the you got bitty. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. You know, he's doing the whole. I don't know. I didn't like that movie. The, the Oscar nominations came out the other day. Some of these movies, I didn't even. I didn't even hear. I of. think. I mean, I think. The majority of people in this fucking world has not, I, mean, I think a lot of these people have not seen any of these films. Like, what are these movies? I, I started watching a couple. I went to the theaters last week. I saw Nightmare Alley, the Bradley Cooper movie that Guillermo del Toro directed. Who did and was Pan's that Labyrinth. dope? Yeah, it was good. It was entertaining. It's not a great movie, but it was entertaining. Two and a half hours. Then I sat through the tragedy of Macbeth with uh, Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. I'm not a Shakespeare fan. I, I didn't understand one fucking word that were coming out of any of these people's mouths. I didn't huh. understand the language. I, I just kind of like at the very end- Are they end, it was straight kinda, up doing Shakespeare? Oh, 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 yeah. I mean, literally, you're like, huh? After every fucking line, it's just like, what do you- I don't understand anything you're saying. But I could appreciate the fact that it probably took- I mean, you could tell, Denzel. I mean, that probably took so much fucking work to learn that. That language is like- or that I mean, it's it, they put a lot of fucking work into learning. Could that shit. could you tell if he was doing it great or not? You could just tell by the intentions. I mean, you could tell. Yeah, I mean, he was. I I think he was doing it great. I don't even really know the story of Macbeth, but I haven't seen I haven't seen the Ed either. He I, did a I, great I job. And neither one of us has. This is shocking that neither one of us. It, it's shocking to me that you went to go see that Bradley Jackass. Cooper movie, and then you went to go see the tragedy of Macbeth. Yet we still haven't seen Jackass. I'm ashamed to say that. I am too. All my friends have seen it, so no one will go with me to see it again, I guess. But I, I do really want to see it. I've seen every fucking Jackass. You and I have talked about it. We've we've been to every Jackass in theaters. We've seen it. Um, I just fucking love those guys. I wonder what the love. whole Van Margera shit is, all that drama with him and not being I in love him. I need to go see that movie in the theaters. Like... I mean, if, if I don't catch it in the theaters, because who, know, who knows how long a movie will be in the theaters these days, but going to a jackass movie, you literally, I remember just being giddy. Yeah. Like, I've had giddy experiences as a grown man watching the jackass films. I fuck with Johnny Knoxville and that whole crew hard body. Me too. And I heard there's no like social commentary or anything that they're trying to get across to the people. It's just fun. It's another jackass movie. That's what fucking movies should be. Take you out of the bullshit that's going on in the fucking world right now and just have some form of pure entertainment. I, I really am looking forward to seeing it. I love those fucking guys. We both love those guys. All right. Well, I would say this is just another stellar podcast. Quick hitter with the young shooter. Surprise special guest. Thank you, man. That's I love hearing you say that. It makes me feel really special. But 
What? So I, so I can get to my sushi now. Because the food came? Yeah, I didn't want to disrupt the podcast and say, oh, it came. So I just, I kind of just opened the door like really softly. You didn't even know he was here. Do you want to end the podcast to eat your sushi? Because I was going to end it. But if you're going to say I want to end it to eat my sushi, then I'm not. No, I'm no, not no. I don't want to end it to eat my sushi. But like if you're ending it right now, do you mind if I just open up the box? No, don't open the box up until we finish the podcast. I'll wait till the podcast is done. All right. Came saw disrupted. Uh, came saw Jordan. came. What? Came saw and came. Like Came like what? C-U-M. Like a, we came, saw, and came. C-U-M, no. Okay, no, it was just something that maybe I was just going to throw out there, but I'll let you do nah, the outro. No, 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 no. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers, take us out of here with something real nice. Uh, take us out of here with something real proper. Uh, but most importantly... Take us out of here with something real loud and real, real funky. funky. So I am Rappaport Stereo Pockets. We out. <laughs>